Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of DMs get together every week and discuss the important things in life, like how daylight savings time is the worst and it has ruined my life and I might vomit about it in like a cool, fun way, though. Um, but this week, we have with us Adam Terry. Adam? 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 Uh-oh. Oh, no! We've lost our Adam! That was quick. Oh no! This is why we need more time. Oh no. Well, hopefully we'll be able to find Adam somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but we also have with us Emily Kuklinski, also known as the Punny Emily. Hello, I'm here. Oh good! Uh, and last but not, <laughs> well, we have we also have Ian, hopefully. Yes, hello. That's me. Yay! Can and of course, we've got me, your host, Isby Hutton, also known as a teacup gamer. We are now in dire straits of fuck what's happening so this is great this is the crisis episode oh yeah this is the crisis episode this is the episode that everyone's gonna have at some point but oh my god (laughs) just as a quick disclaimer if it's not abundantly clear uh (laughs) about maybe 10 minutes ago uh i got a message being like oh i'll be i'll be in the chat in like a minute i'm like you you don't need to be because the the fucking podcast is 45 minutes away turns out i don't know when daylight savings time is in america and it is different from over here in the scotland so that's dope that's a cool fun thing that we've learned um and now we've just lost adam It's like, I know you don't watch Star Trek, but this would be like if something terrible happened on the bridge and then there was like dramatic music and then Will Wheaton is like, oh no, Captain, we've lost, we've lost, we've lost him. I'm sorry, I have to stop you there because Will Wheaton wouldn't be the one to say that. It would be like Data because he's at the con. I just, I can't, I can't let that slide. I'm sorry. Oh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to the Star Trek podcast really quick. Will Wheaton. As Wesley Crusher has been known to tell the captain when something is wrong before Data, because he is a child and he needs to say everything. That's, I that's, don't know. That's fair. I guess I've, I've been I'm watching sorry. a lot of late seasons lately, so it's mostly Data. <laughs> it, yeah. It, I think it shifts from Wesley to Data as, uh, what's his face, Roddenberry loses control of the show. I So, uh. I'm on Dungeons a, and Dragons. I know, I'm on a I've made a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> podcast and somehow that's not the nerdiest thing that's here. Ooh. Hey. Do we have an Adam? <laughs> that's have... Adam. I've been here all along. Hey! <laughs> we, we couldn't could hear you. I've heard you. everything you said and I know all the mean things you guys said about me. Oh. You couldn't hear. We only said semi mean things and like, you know. We only slandered your mother like five times, so it's fine. Uh, so instead of a Star Trek episode this week, guys, we are talking about um, creating episodic uh, narratives for D&D. Last week we had our one-shots episode, um, so thought it would be nice to kind of continue on the kind of different episodes that you've got in this one with like our nice episodic episode. Uh, which is what I ended up naming it because after at ten minutes to go, I had nothing. <laughs> so, but uh, so I'm guessing I anyone can very much correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that all of you have done like episodic storylines for Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. <laughs> yep. Otherwise, I like I very much question why you're on this episode. Um, but uh, so yeah, I think that uh, doing like episodic stories for Dungeons and Dragons is the kind of norm in general. Uh, as we found out from the uh, one shot 
episode last week. Not, not Dungeons and Dragons doesn't super lend itself very well to the whole like one episode, one shot thing. Uh, it feels like a more like long running game that um, is a lot more suited to having like big sweeping arcs. Um, that or it's just become that over time, which could be the case because you know. Uh, I'm sure that there was a time when, like, people just did, like, one episode every so often and then no more. But nowadays it seems to be a bit more, like, long, long-scoping series. And it's, uh, it, it's personally at least what, um, me, what keeps, like, me and my friends, like, seeing each other on, like, a weekly basis. So we've got, like, episodic stories. Um, but yeah, so let's go, why don't we, why don't we go through, like, our kind of, um, experiences with episodic stories and, uh, some, like, I don't know, just our, our general, our general, like, um, what are they called? Oh, beans, what are they called? Campaigns, that's the, I forgot the word campaigns. <laughs> you forgot the word for campaigns. Oh, and you're our leader. <laughs> your leader thought that we were starting in another hour. She's very confused and, like, I feel like this is just, like, when you eat just before swimming, because, like, I feel like I'm cramping up. I don't know what's happening. I needed some time just to, like, have a sit and chill in the water, but I'm in the water? On the shore. I don't know. My brain's dead. Anyway. So does anyone want to define episodic for me versus regular? And I'm going to talk really far away from my mic because it, everything's going wrong. So oh, no. I, it's going to be super hot. I apologize <laughs> for that ahead of time. It's okay. I can I can do some editing in the post-process. That's the thing that I do. Um, but yeah, so um, I like first I think that episodic stories are... Um, more like your long-reaching campaigns, like, you know, like every week you come back and it's, um, like you're continuing on the same old story. Um, so, and I don't know, in in my experience it's been like less Monster of the Week and more just, you know, just, just kicking it with sometimes you're going to have an episode where you fight a bunch of shit and sometimes you're going to have an episode where people are shopping for like five hours. Um, but because it's part of a story, uh, it's... Uh, forgivable, <laughs> I guess. Like, uh, like with a show, if you're watching a show where they just went shopping for a whole episode or had a feelings episode. No, feelings episode is fine. It's just the shopping episode, I feel like, is no one's favorite. Then again, I don't think it's anyone's Gotta have favorite. a makeover Let's episode. Let's go to the mall today. <laughs> today. Oh, God. That is what that episode was. <laughs> um... That yeah, is. They want <laughs> um, when we start with, uh, let's start with Emily. Emily, what has been your like? Oh, your experiences with like campaigns and episodic stories. Uh, my experience has been. Let's see. You caught me mid egg because I'm also eating <laughs> breakfast. Mid egg. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm I second, think... so I'm like, oh, this is fine. Glob, and then Emily, and I'm like, oh, fine. Oh, we can, can come back make, to... Can I make a request that the, the name of the episode is Now You Caught Me Mid-Egg? You caught me mid-egg! I mean, I feel like it has to be. Oh, God. <laughs> That'll be our first t-shirt. Oh, but no, the demon uh, well, fucking first. I mean, second oh, t-shirt, because the first yeah. one's about demons, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's okay. right. Like, <laughs> the first one's demon fucking, and then mid-egg, and it's just gonna be your mid-egg. big old face with an egg next to it. <laughs> It'll be a sunny-side-up egg, and then my face is the Aww. yolk. 
That's how you'll do it. Your That's face is the yolk of the egg. Literally, be you'll be an egg. Oh, I'm not mad about this fun because it was it was <laughs> lovely. It's a beautiful. Actually, no. Now it's now I'm thinking about it. It feels a bit too much like the terrifying sun in Teletubbies. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it, it feels like it's gonna look like It's that. literally sunny side up. Yeah. Okay. And so we're 12 minutes in. <laughs> uh, just just a quick reminder. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 12 minutes so, of pure um, panic and confusion. But yes, go on, Emily. Again, this is the Chaos Star Trek episode. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, my my idea of an episodic story line is, is a lot like how a television season would play out. Where, like, you have your intro episode and the idea is like, okay, I need to introduce them to general, like, the general tone of the of the campaign and i need to introduce them to at least one or two main players uh that they'll be running into so that way they can feel established and so i also like having a a, an npc there with them to kind of help move the story along so it feels a little bit more organic without being railroady you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like Clarice will be there and she'll be like, Ah, oh, we gotta go. <laughs> oh, okay, Clarice. It wasn't the DM telling me to go, so I'll listen to you. Um, <laughs> and so, like, I, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why, but I, I, I now have a distaste for Clarice. I, I don't know why. No, it's because her name reminds me of someone I don't like. Never mind. That's it. It's personal issues. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna think Silence of the Lambs. Because that's where my brain went. <laughs> oh, no, then I'm okay with it. But, uh, and the intro episode doesn't have to be the first uh, session. It can be like a series mm-hmm. of sessions to just get them introduced to everything, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, what's the what's the mid-season arc? Or what throws them into the adventure? So that's another episode that they'll have to play out. And then it's the climax episode. And then it's the Duno May and you know, the end. So it's, uh, sorry, I was an English major. Uh, I know, it's like using your fancy words around here. Why, hello, I am French. I do the (laughs) dunome. So, So Emily, would you like make it like a a seasonal arc? Like, so I watch a lot of TV. Mm -hmm. Uh, And typically in TV, you have uh, certain rhythms to like, you have your pilot, then you have a few episodes that sort of generally set up who the characters are and how their interactions go and then around mid-season you introduce conflict uh, about three quarters of the way through the season you, you that conflict comes to a head between the characters and then at the end of the season you have climax and uh and uh resolution um is that generally how you would do that um or is it does it have less rhythm or is it more focused on other specific objectives? No, those are the main objectives that I usually have. And uh if and it's also so if, if the characters start building up their own rhythm that goes against like what I had in mind, I'll take their feelings into account. So it's like um if they run into somebody and I was expecting them to be like a later season. Uh, to be more important in the end of the season i'm like oh well if they need to interact with him so much then i'll re i'll like rewrite the season it's like if he becomes a fan favorite i'm i'm gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he becomes urkel then i'm going to use him 
Um, but yeah, I seasons. I think the the season outline is great because then the first half of the season they're leveling up, so that way they're ready for the end of the season. You know, where they're all buff. And I don't, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it, but that's something I enjoy, and I think they kind of yeah. understand the rhythm yeah, of it no, too. That's cool. Like I like that. So it feels better than what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, and on that note, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing a whole bunch of random stuff. Uh, it's it's kind of like I've decided to run in six different directions and see if I hit a wall anywhere. Good. Um, it's poorly thought out and not well planned. Um, Amazing. I, uh, That's I the tagline to my life. This, yeah. When we started here, I think I had only run, uh, the first time we did Crit Chatter that I was on it, we, we'd only run like one or two adventures and I had this grand vision for a long campaign between two separate <laughs> groups of six people yeah. um, wow. scattered across America. And oh, at yeah. this point, I, I've good? given up on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That feels so right. I, uh, I put them all into a subreddit where I post like potential events. I put them all their characters in the same place and said, you're all now part of the same group. Um, and here are adventures that you can go on in smaller groups. Let me know which adventure you want to do when I post like uh, it's it's similar to a West Marches where I post leads um, or other things and they I try to get them to pick up on things they might want to go back to later on during those adventures. But what that's become is instead of one you know multiple uh, multiple sessions of the same sort of uh, storyline that they're on or same uh, place they're in, I try to plan an adventure to last about six hours. Um, and get them through one thing where they accomplish or don't accomplish one goal and then report that back to the rest of the group. Um, and I think people have been generally enjoying that a little bit more because it means that it's self-contained. It means that, you know, because we play like a month at a time apart, they don't have to remember everything that happened in the last session specifically, but they can focus on a new adventure and try to wrap it up there. Okay. So, yeah, so you, you, you have more of a kind of like monster of the week kind of feel to it, it seems. A little bit. Um I mean, I feel like you're accusing me of railroading my characters. But oh no, 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 <laughs> that no, is a no! Serious like, but like, it, like I mean, a little bit is. But like, more like each each episode is self-contained, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's self-contained. It's like they have a specific thing. If they choose not to do that thing, like they didn't have, like it's it's not railroading because no one has to choose no. to go on any of these adventures. They pick yeah, which course. ones they do. But then it's kind of like you can choose to do something else. Um, almost certainly, it's not going to turn out well. Uh, I had a player choose to, I, I, I very specifically had NPC tell my players, there's a labyrinth you're going to go into, you must follow this specific pattern or you will get lost forever and die. Um, and one of my players got lost forever and died and it was, yeah, that's, 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 that's the one. <laughs> so like, that's what happens if you don't, if you don't follow what my NPCs tell you to do. Um, it was very clear about it for the record. Um, you have one thing, but, one thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes to show if you try to creatively think or make choices on your own, I will kill you. Um, <laughs> don't fuck up my campaign. <laughs> Kneel before your god, uh, Babylon. I, I, yeah. I guess I, I am less of a dungeon master and more of an authoritarian ruler over the game at this point, but um, there's self-contained episodes, so I guess it's relevant. I love it. Yeah, no, like, I like, I like yeah, they're like, I like that because it, it's very it's very different to the kind of, like, episodic ones that uh, I, I think of doing, like, at least for, for my campaigns. Um... 
Yeah, no, I, I think that's really cool that like that that's the kind of style that's working out for you. I like that. Um, I like I it's it's fascinating to me like that idea of having yeah a bunch of people that can come together in like any competition. Like that's not so much of anything to do with the episodic nature of the story, but boy, does it sound fucking insane and like so just like oofed. What I struggle with then, um, you know, to bring in the, the difficulty of doing this mm-hmm. that other people may may find is that um, I have a lot of trouble tying these things together. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a general plot that, that like, characters come up again, but I almost always uh, get to the end of that episode and feel like I'm just kind of trying to pull stuff out of thin air because I, was, I spent a lot more time planning how that six hours of adventuring was going to go and less so how it all connects together. And, and getting that... that connecting tissue has been a, a real struggle yeah that, that, that makes sense as like a, a kind of like issue that would form with that kind of campaign but uh like what like is do you think that it's like entirely necessary that they do link together in that situation i, I guess so more so the problem is that like they do link together like i've given that but it doesn't feel uh fleshed out like if the when they come up against the uh, you know they see the the big bad guy who they've seen a couple times before, I feel like I don't have enough um, enough dialogue, enough flavor, um, enough motivation behind what's going on. Like my players are playing because they want to play Dungeons and Dragons, but I feel like I'm not giving their characters really enough motivation. And what I'm seeing on the other end of that is their characters, like they're they're more like trying to win Dungeons and Dragons than they are role okay. playing sometimes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's more like sense. doing video game levels than episodes, I suppose. <laughs> I'm having trouble getting those bosses to, to feel... Because like, uh, like what Emily was saying with the seasonality, then you really... You're, it's like you're writing uh, you're like writing one long story that has many episodes. I'm writing a long story that has many episodes, but they're not going in any sort of sequence that, um, mm-hmm. that you might see in a more traditional... It's more like uh, seasons of Doctor Who than it is of a regular television show. Where, for those familiar, like, you'll have ten episodes written by ten different people that barely connect, and then at the end of it, they'll try to give you a twist that actually doesn't make sense at all, and, and uh, show, showrunners who will not be named uh, just pretend that they knew what they were Sorry. doing the whole time. They're like, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry. This is this is a full Moffat hating zone. Like the more <laughs> Moffat lashing, like, the more. I feel like I've become Stephen Moffat though, because I've set my players up no. for like this incredible mystery at the beginning, and now it's no. just a bunch of disconnected random bullshit that's gonna lead oh, to a know. really disappointing end. No, sweetie, you're ne- you're never gonna be like him. It's okay. Don't do this. Don't hurt my heart. <laughs> I believe. I have oh. become everything I loathe. <laughs> And, but now I understand. Now I understand exactly why Doctor Who is so jaunty. It's because like he's doing exactly what I did. He just like didn't really have any idea what he was doing in the first place, which is ridiculous because someone's paying him a lot of money to do it, and I'm not getting paid anything for this. Well, I love that. Maybe you can look oh, more God. to Davies and be like, you're Felt gonna so have a lot of episodes that you really don't have to watch, like the the oh my God, the Moaning Myrtle episode. <laughs> Like, you can have stuff like that, or nothing really matters, but then you can have, like, you can sprinkle in, like, a couple of episodes that actually are important, like, and so that way you don't have to feel pressured to have very important things yeah. every session. I don't know if that would help. I like yeah, even- that's that's definitely a good idea. Yeah. Like, even though, like, like I feel like, yeah, it, it might work, it, even though, like, 
Yeah, the, the Doctor Who, like, always twists at the end when it's just like, oh yes, but to remember in this one episode uh, where you, uh, we saw, like, a flash of a woman and this is the woman that's the most important thing in the finale or whatever. And maybe, like, I feel like sometimes that can work in a D&D sense, uh, especially if, uh, though, I think one of the, the main things about that is... Uh, uh, when people get angry when they're just like no 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 we would have seen that and then you're just like no well your perception checks are terrible so you don't see anything ever uh, and so you just pretend that it's been there the entire time because it's D&D and you can do whatever the fuck you want you're not being paid for it whatever that is fair I am not being paid if they pay me I might put a lot more effort <laughs> please donate to my GoFundMe page uh, to have me make quality stuff for my good-for-nothing players. Uh, thank you. I will also accept coffee. <laughs> like, they're going to ruin anyway, but... Oofed. If you would like I'm to actually... have a truly... What was that? Sorry? Oh, I stopped uh, halfway. I stopped halfway to let Ian talk. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, I, If you like a truly good campaign, please call this number and donate to my campaign. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, jo- that joke fell apart halfway through. <laughs> Um, so it's cool. Slink off now. With editing magic, it will be like the funniest joke ever. I'll like add a laugh track in. It will be beautiful. If you like a truly good campaign, please call this number and donate to my campaign. <laughs> yeah, about that, you're going to need a lot of editing because like I'm looking at my levels and it's like, you know how the track is only so wide? Um, the uh-huh. levels are outside of it. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Well, Isma's got her two next days started. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna hear every creak of my chair and every hiss of my radiator. I'm so sorry. Uh, that's I'm gonna order a new microphone right after this. I swear. <laughs> but before so... the topic leaves, <laughs> oh god, can we call the app like donations and or donuts and donations, oh, no. like or dough and donations? Yes. Or the d d and d and dough. Oh man, Emily, where's where's your where's your puns now? <laughs> where's it? Where um, they've left me. Now? They're ashamed. It's, it's still the it's still the morning. Please forgive oh, me. They fucked off the same time yes. daylight it's savings. Technically, ten thirty. <sighs> I'm gonna be bitter forever. Um, but Ian, Ian, how about you? What's your what's your experiences all about with the whole episodic nature of the D and D? Um. Yeah, I generally tend to run longer. Or at least I try to run like longer episodic campaigns. Um, the The longest one I managed to have going was like two and a half years, and it was all one what the fuck? overarching campaign. Yeah, I didn't write it. Um, okay, it was uh, it was a pre written adventure, but uh, okay, that uh, that makes it a little less horrific. Okay. Yeah, no, I God, got my was... own little panic attack about it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's the longest I've managed to keep one going. Um, and then I've done stuff like. I, I have written my own games and, yeah, I've run stuff out of 5th edition and Pathfinder books. Um, I've also run some uh, Adventurers League stuff, which is, like, it, it is built in a very episodic way. It's Each module yeah. is meant to only last a session, and you can bring whatever character you've got in the Adventure League to it. Um, and then there there are there is an overarching storyline if you go back to it enough times, but you only have to go to... <laughs> As many as you want to, essentially. Uh, so I feel like that's a that's a pretty good model. I try to kind of aim for that, although I try to keep it a bit more cohesive when I'm running my own games, as opposed to Adventures League. Um, because like I said, with Adventures League, you're constantly switching people in and out. When you're sitting down at a table with people, it's the same group every week. So uh, 
I try to make the story a little more cohesive so that everyone actually stays together. That being said, uh, <laughs> there's very few times when I've been running a long-term campaign where everything... You know, I say very few times. It's never happened when I've been running a long-term <laughs> campaign and everything's gone as planned. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's not the nature of D&D. &D. <laughs> like, if you, you want things to go right, play any other game. <laughs> like, just like, like just thinking of that long-running campaign I was talking about, um, I just start. I've, I've probably told this story before. I just started listening to the Adventure Zone, so they they hired a random guard to help them search this dungeon, and they're like, "Oh, what's his name?" And I was like, "I don't know, Barry yeah. Blue Jeans," and they loved yes. it. They loved it so much he became a main NPC, eventually inheriting their magic weapons and armor and becoming like the sheriff of the town they were in. Uh, that's so good. <laughs> and then there's, yeah, I think uh, I think Adam was saying like there's there's a lot of players who uh, who see their characters as a means to play D and D, like they're more just numbers on a page than an actual character. Um, and no, there, hurts. No. <laughs> yeah, and then on the other <laughs> end of the yeah, and then on the other end of that, you've got people who are there who are so into their character that they're trying to break the the game of D&D &D, because they've gotten bored with their character by the time they get to the table. Uh, what? <laughs> so it's oh, it's an interesting balance to strike. I've seen this before. Uh, People who are like three years into a campaign and they're so bored of playing their warlock that they try everything they can to die, but their DM will yep. not allow it. Uh, I, I have a friend of mine who's been playing... <laughs> Uh, who was playing in a campaign for literally three years, um, and I played uh, as a substitute in one of their sessions, and he's like, yeah, I, I, if you didn't notice, I tried everything I could to run at every monster by myself, oh my and the DM would not allow it. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. See, I think, like, we're, like... I think that me and, me and my group have got it down with the whole, like, switching off DMs, because, like, we've it very technically had, like, the same uh, two campaigns for, like, the past three, four, fuck, maybe five, six years. Oh, Christ! <laughs> like, uh, but in that, it's been, like, there's been, like, long periods of time where we haven't been with those characters, so you get a little bit of break from them. So it's like, it, it's like you're not going stir-crazy in the same house with the people that you've, you know been with for the past five million years it's just you get a little break and then you go back to your character and it's like an old friend that you never see but if you were living with this friend you would probably punch them in the face that's worked out for us I, at least we've never we've not had anyone so far that's desperately tried to murder their own character yeah there's Jeez. uh i mean it's you know it, it flips between like it, yeah there's that where they get bored with their character like i i've played with a guy before who when he sits down to make a character He's, he he at least he used to have a lot of free time um mm -hmm. so he would sit down and make the character up to level 20 and have every level uh. planned out perfectly Whoa. totally min maxed like he knew what, what magic fuck? weapons and like no. items he wanted at what level and everything so by the time he came to the table with the character it was boring because he yeah. knew the character intimately he knew everything he was going to do with it and above all he knew it was going to look like at level 20 so sitting down at the table with a level one character. I think that's called D and D masturbation. Uh, like yeah. he, he sat down and he played the whole game without you guys and came back and was like, Well, I've already I've already gotten there, so I've already got mine. No, I've... but like see 
I'm gonna contest that because I'm pretty sure masturbation is fun. That just sounds like a nightmare. Um, what are you guys doing? Uh, God can see everything, especially your D and D characters. Your demon lord, Sorry. even though he's a demon lord, cannot do the demony. Wanky thingy. Thank you. This message has been brought to you by God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was taught. I did, I did the, the sinful talking again. This message is brought to you by God. Don't touch yourself. Have a good day. <laughs> the more you know. Hi, my name is Charles, and I'm a level 20 demon lord. You've got like a real weird range of things here. Guys, it's time for the break chat with this way. You know what that means. It's time to apologize for a lot of things. Uh, first off, yeah, sorry that the whole thing is a little bit uh, scrappy, a little bit unpolished. Uh, normally I've got a lot more prepared. Uh, but the the podcast went ahead like an hour before I thought it was going to. So that was an actual nightmare that I had to deal with. Um, but in spite of that, I think that it turned out pretty good, uh, despite literally everything going wrong. Also, yeah, as you heard, Adam's audio is a little bit, a little bit, uh, echoey. It's a little bit, uh, a little, little bit weird. There's some clicking and some bumping and some other things, uh, but, uh, he's saying that he's gonna get a new mic, so hopefully this will be a thing of the past and we'll get to hear his beautiful, beautiful voice like an angel. As for plugs, there's a weird plug from Emily that's uh, very time-dependent, and the time was like two days ago. Uh, but I, I hope that it was, it's about a show that uh, was going on in our area, and I just I just hope that it goes well, or it went well. Time is, time is difficult, as we've fucking discovered too well this goddamn week. As for plugs, I'm going to be on another podcast next week, I think it is. Uh, it's called Extra Lies. I'm going to do a little, little hour-long or two hour long segment on that. Uh, I'm not entirely sure when it's going to go live or whatever, um, but I will let you know uh, when I know, and you can go and listen to that and hear my beautiful angelic voice whenever you do so wish. Obviously, you can always get this show on SoundCloud, where you can follow us there, you can share it from there, you can like it from there, you can comment from there, you can tell all of your friends to go there and be like, oh, look at this really cool, awesome show. I'm listening to it, and it's great, and I'm cool, and it's awesome. They could also find the show on uh, iTunes or any other uh, podcast app that takes from iTunes. Uh, which is good. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud. No, you're not SoundCloud. The other one, the one I just said, the iTunes one. You can go to iTunes. Uh, find us on there under Crit Chat under Podcasts. Uh, give us a five star review for the five star show and comment on it and leave something about demon fucking or eggs or whatever else you want to do. You can also find us on Discord. It will probably be in the like description of wherever you're listening to this to. Uh, on our Discord, you can t- chat to us. Uh, you can ask questions that you want us to answer on future episodes. All that good thing. Z- whatever. Uh, and also, you can watch us live on Tuesdays, 5pm GMT on AT Cup Gamer. Other than that, I think we're done. So you can get back to the episode and learn some more things, maybe. Hopefully. Probably not. Who knows? See, like, I feel like this is this is a different issue entirely. I feel like I would ban players from like making their characters up to level twenty just when they first got them. Like, what are you doing? Build your characters on their experiences. Be cool. <laughs> oh, that sounds that sounds like a nightmare scape to me. Um, 
But yeah, so okay. Uh, for for at least for me, for my episodic stories, as I say, like um, as I never stop saying, really, uh, we we swap off between me and my pal. Um, what I do for creating episodic stories, like whenever we're swapping off, we do like a season each. Um, and in that season, we try and like have like one overarching thing that they're gonna do. So uh, uh, both me and Robbie tend to have like an end point where people would go, um, which isn't to say that that's necessarily where they will go because, you know, players, loose cats running around, can't catch the cats. Um, but like there, there's kind of a general hint of where we believe the party is going to go. Uh, my main problem in general is that a lot of the time I'm so unable to predict where these chuckle fucks are going to go next. <laughs> so, like, for, for instance, for the my next season, um, I've kind... I, I have a sort of idea where they might go next. So it's just trying to figure out something along those lines where that story is going to start. Well, I kind of know where it started because it starts at the end of last season, but what the kind of inciting action will be there what's going to happen along the way and what would be a good resolution at the end so that it's not just, okay, and you guys have been talking in the pub for a little while and guess what? Uh, we're moving on to um, the next person's uh, season because you're done with this one. So yeah, trying to have that kind of... you like Yeah, like, like I, I feel like it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> is what I kind of do with it. Like... A lot of the stories are kind of connected, but it's a little bit Monster of the Week-ish because you've got a different problem to solve each session. Um, and in the end, I don't know, someone goes to jail or whatever because, you know, that that's the typical Brooklyn Nine-Nine way of like something terrible happens at the very end of the season that they have to start clearing up at the beginning of the next season. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting because Brook, like, uh, I mean, if you were going to run with the Brooklyn Nine Nine metaphor, um, there's probably a, better shows. It's just all I've been watching right now. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a, it's pretty great. But the um, the thing is about the, uh, that kind of show is like it has really it's not at all about the police work. It's not at all about like it's not Law and Order. You know, it's yeah. not about investigating something it's about the character relationships more than anything it, it yeah. more typically i mean law and order most procedurals are really about the character relationships mm -hmm. but they slow play them and intersperse them into these procedures whereas brooklyn 99 is like we're gonna make a ton of jokes and talk about our characters and then oh yeah we might catch a bad guy at some yeah. point during this episode hey i might have um, just so stumbled that... on the perfect show metaphor for my fucking dnd campaign without actually realizing Nailed it, guys. I mean, it's no Star Trek. I mean, so, like there are a lot of different <laughs> there are a lot of different ways that you can approach episode format. If we're you know thinking about that, like you can have episodes that are more structured around what's going on between the characters and just like as a mechanism of moving that forward, have some sort of like bullshit um, plot line that's going on in the background, mm -hmm. or you can have the plot line be forward and then see how the players interact. There are also a lot of shows, I, I don't ask me to come up with any off the top of my head, but each episode sort of explores a theme. Um, like, I guess that would be a little bit more Doctor Who, like where they, they explore like a theme of, fe uh, of fear or um, what it means to be a good man um, that, that can either play into long seasonal arcs or each, each time a character goes into it, you're looking at a specific 
um, like type of value or philosophy to explore and then tailor your plot around that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, I thought of another, this, oh, oh, sorry, go for it. I was going to say Scrubs does that pretty well too. Um, where Scrubs does that pretty it's well. yeah. very goofy, but then it'll have episodes where it really touches on certain themes and, um, it'll explore other characters that you don't really get to see to kind of build up what they want to achieve with that season. And that, that kind of happens more after yeah. season three, I think. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I was going to say, like, well, we're talking about, like, like TV shows a lot, but obviously because we're talking about, like, episodic stories and that, like, you know, a lot of what you do in D&D or I... You know, I go so far as to say most of what you do in D&D is take from different source materials and make a story kind of like them, but a little bit different. So, like, yeah, comparing it to, like, different TV shows is, like, pretty, pretty, pretty good as, like, a, a metric of, like, what, what, like, the very different kinds of episodic stories can be. Because, you know, they all, they all come down to, it's a show that keeps on running for a long time. It's just how you kind of choose to do it along the way. Because, uh, like, yeah, you've got your shows like Supernatural and Crab that's got, like, Monster of the Week, but they've got overarching stories in the middle of it. Um, the one that I was thinking of was, would be a kind of good one for uh, My Idiots uh, is, uh, it feels a lot like The Good Place in that Yay! it's the same kind of, yeah, The Good Place is fucking great. Um, but it's just, like, little things happen in the episodes um, but it is again mostly about the character relations, and at the and it does the thing at the end of each season where there's the big plot twist or like the big inciting thing for next season, and you have like a nice little cliffhanger and a thing for making people want to come back to the next season. Um, yeah, I think that one of one of the the things is I feel like it would be difficult to do in terms of like. If you don't have that kind of swap off with a different DM, or like you don't swap to a different storyline for a little while, like for instance, the the three year campaign you were talking about, uh, writers need a break. <laughs> like, yes. like when the writers don't have a break, that's when the show starts to suffer so bad. Yes. Um, we're not Trey Parker and Matt Smith who think, can just yeah. pull out an episode in like a few hours. I'm sorry. Have you seen the new South Park? Because no, they can't. They're like they haven't been able to do that. I in, mean, like, like their older seasons. They haven't been able to do that crap in ten. This seasons. is official shade. I'm, I'm, I'm putting. I'm, I'm here to put Matt Stone and Trey Parker on blast. And you know what? I know that I can't make like animation, and no, I'm not success, as successful in media as them. In fact, I, th- this podcast is the extent of my success in media. But they have not made. They have just. Shat like 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 shat all over the concept that they're even gonna bother to try to make good episodes. They've just given up entirely, and they're like the money's rolling in anyway. Uh, rant over. I'm done. Hello, welcome to Going South, a South Park therapy podcast where we talk about why we don't like Matt Parker and Trey. The, take that, reverse it. The you know who we're talking about today. We're those people. We had something. I'm just gonna put everyone on blast. Fuck all these TV shows. If you'd like um, to tell me what you think about South Park, please tweet at Real Adam Terry. Please, please, please. I only have 16 <laughs> followers, guys. 16 followers. So so far we've, 
We've made enemies oh with Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Stephen Moffat. Who else can we add to our burn list? Oh, you don't even I want mean, me to start. Jesus. I mean, Jesus. We've, we've, we've offended the delicate ears of Jesus. I've been waiting a real long time to get popular <laughs> with people as a celebrity so that I can start blasting other celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> it's a noble cause that you set yourself up for. <laughs> dragging bitches through the mud i love it oh my god um fuck me um like has anyone done like those those two different because i know personally i the only the only kind of campaign i've done is that kind of one big overarching story and trying to make each season just have like a little a little mini arc um has anyone tried doing that kind of one and also like a more monster of the week kind of idea? Yeah, kind I kind of had one like that a while ago. Be interesting to know like the kind of differences between them. It it started up sort of as uh it, it was like an in-between thing like we needed a filler week, so I just came up with a like a a one-shot that ended up repeating cuz everyone really liked the characters and the setting. Uh so whenever Awesome the dm just needed a break or people felt like playing something else we would switch over to that one um so yeah it very much had like a monster of the week kind of feel uh where it was they're essentially uh like mercenaries in a city who got hired out on private jobs so every session it was like you got hired to do this go do that and there would always be some twist where it wasn't actually you know they end up having to do something else that they weren't sent to do that was related to the first thing and then at the end it was yeah it was very much like a tv show um it's more like an older tv show where at the end of the episode like everything's back to normal uh yeah so that i'd be able to reset it for whatever the next session was going to be although we haven't played that one in a while because the last session did not end with everything going back to normal it ended with Ooh. the whole party oh, no. addicted to magic drugs um which... <laughs> magic drugs. it wasn't my fault <laughs> <laughs> It was literally supposed to be, like, a one-off joke that was going to take ten minutes. This guy was offering them magic drugs, and everyone in the party was like, oh, yeah, why not? Magic drugs. And then they just bought the dude out of his supply and kept doing them the rest of the session. So the sorcerer ended up with, like, green skin and no hair. Um, I think the, like, gnome artificer, his, his skin is, like, blue now. And he can't stop yelling. Like, he can only yell. <laughs> so you mean to tell me you ran a D.A.R.E. campaign? <laughs> oh well, that's the thing. If, if I ever go back to it, the only thing I can think of is, like, the session is just going to be y'all in rehab going through, like, yeah, right. team building exercises. Because <laughs> that's a kind of cut to, cut to black, like, Fucking fade back in two months three later. Years later, they're all like, it's like the end of an out, 80s like, movie. Oh Glorg <laughs> went on to become oh, a yeah. successful lawyer. <laughs> Whereas Ashley <laughs> is still fighting off her mushroom oh addiction. Like, <laughs> I also very much appreciate the fucking fantasy Costco ask. It's not drugs, it's DD. It's magic drugs. <laughs> they're different. Was, I mean, yeah, it was magic drugs. <laughs> magic drugs man i got it i made up the name oh, and so i had good. like a table of effects that i rolled on every time they took it please tell um, me what it was called so good. it was called chromocyte i think 
Oh. Which is just oh, like... I wasn't a part of that. No, it wasn't a part of that. Yeah, we'll talk after. I'll tweet you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> That's a very good name. It is devoid of puns, but it's still it's still a dope it's name. Just, it's the name I use <laughs> for whatever, like, MacGuffin I have in any campaign. It's been like a mineral, a crystal, a drug. It's just... It's like unobtainium. <laughs> Am I gonna, like... Have to submit this fucking podcast as evidence somewhere. Like, are you like speaking some fucking drug dealer ass code that I have to deal with? Now? You say that like this is the first episode you've had to do that with, and I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> We've got you on There's twelve definitely... counts of demon fucking. <laughs> got you <laughs> on three counts of four... magic droids. And four counts of uh, it just says D and D masturbation. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Like, I know their name, that their fucking title is a judge, but I don't think they will have ever judged harder than this fucking moment. <laughs> oh. Um, so, okay, I think one of the, yeah, as I said, like, one of the, the main things that I think that I come across um, in terms of, like, difficulties um, is trying to find a good end point, end point to, like, a, a season that I'm doing without it becoming like a railroaded campaign like you know if i i can have like all of the the end plans in the world but if my characters want to go somewhere else then i'm just like okay well that's stored for later i'm like i'm not too fussed about it but at the same time it's knowing where to start a new campaign and kind of having enough incentive to get them where ideally i would like them to go um but i think well the the only thing that I've found so far that has kind of helped on that is, uh, like, uh, having at the very end of last season, uh, I sent them, like, a couple of questions, um, and one of them was, what do you think your character intends to do next? Like, what's their next move? Um, and then trying to use that to hopefully suss out where they are going to want to go. Um, but then again, they are going to have like a lot of time to digest what happened and they might be like, oh no, let's do something entirely different, which would break my little heart. So Ismay, I, I think that, um, to, you know, the, the best way I think you can do a campaign to get somebody to somewhere specific without railroading them is first of all, you can, you can say that the end point is the same, but there are many paths to get there. Um, and second, you, you motivate them by like what they're motivated by. So here's yeah. where the truth comes out. I was trying to kill that player. Very much <gasps> trying to kill him. Because he sure. he rolled a chaotic evil him. character. I didn't ban him from rolling a chaotic evil character, so I let him do it. Oh, yeah, and then he he kept separating off from the party. He nearly died many <gasps> times, but his his group was kind enough to heal him. He stole from them. He would do whatever he wanted. So I knew the one thing that would kill him is if I just offered him a labyrinth where if he went off track he would die. And then put a whole bunch of money in the off track. Um, you sneaky he, little bitch. <laughs> and twice, twice was he given a trap that was money based. And the first time he went, he fell for the trap. He knew it was a trap. Everybody said this is a trap. Yeah. Um, you know, this is there was a diamond, and I had the diamond when he picked it up. Cast circle death on him. Awesome. Um, and he pretty much uh, passed out. They, his party looted him and then healed him and then he got back Wait. up. <laughs> Priority on point! <laughs> oh 
got back up, and then there was uh, another room with a bunch of gold that was, like, in the room. He was, like, it was very clear, like, you have to go in the left door. He chose the right door with the gold, and then he got trapped in the labyrinth forever and died. Um, and he was bummed about it, but I was like, you've been ruining my campaign. So all, all I'm saying is, he made the choice, but I gave him a, I, yeah. I played right. to the choices I knew he would make. So, um, this sounds like a parable. Of, there are ways of incentive. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Well, uh, what I meant to do is actually have a story told by the NPC say, well, this, this entire labyrinth is about greed, so if you fall, uh, fall uh, prey to your greed, you will die. Um, I, for, I neglected to mention that, but he still had many more. So if you, <laughs> if you play to what your characters are interested in, you don't. it's not railroading them because they're still making all the choices, yeah. but you give them choices that like you can... Sometimes it depends on the character, though. A lot of my other characters, I would struggle to find something that would really motivate them. Because the one thing I'll give you about this chaotic evil guy, he really role played chaotic evil. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But, oh my god, you've always got that one person that's like, I'm just gonna do a chaotic evil character. It's like, oh, do, you, do, you, why don't you like the game? <laughs> play, play nice. Play nice with the other children. Can I ask a quick question? Also, I'm definitely going to have to submit this into evidence somewhere in some D&D court. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, please let it be known that I wish that this would be stripped from the evidence. Thank you, Mr. Judge, whomever you are. Denied as hell. Um, <laughs> it's going in the episode. Okay. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it. if you guys have like season arcs, so do you treat the season as like, one campaign or do you have multiple seasons until you reach like a season finale because like um when I, oh go ahead yeah when, when i'm running games out of uh out of like a book like that that really long one i had going for a while it, it was a pathfinder campaign so it naturally had like the whole campaign i think was separated into six sort of mini arcs that all added up to the the main story so that that lent itself really well to sort of seasonal like you're saying that was sort of each season was one of those mini arcs that added up to the whole series um i tend to do that less when i'm writing my own games although i'm trying to move more towards that because i find it's a good uh it's a good stepping off point if you need a break or if your players need a break or if you need to do something with the game uh it gives you a good chance to like rework stuff in the next season yeah yeah I i see the campaign more as like the whole series and then each mini arc in it is the season yeah, I think I think that that's kind of similar for me. Like it's 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 real easy to break it up with the swapping over thing that we do. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say that's kind of that's kind of our what we've been doing. I think yeah. So for for us at least, uh, well for my campaign, uh, I've got where I know I want like where where the story is going to be when they're level twenty. Like I know what that like whole last fight is going to be. Um, just because it's what's happening in the world. Um, and I kind of know what kind of things I'll be facing in the meantime. Um, but each season is just kind of getting them to level up and get ready for this last big encounter. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I go for it. Like, in- instead of the, the showrunner that's like, okay, we'll see how long we can make this show last. It's like, we, we know when it's going to end, but... We'll, we'll do whatever we can on the way there. Well, Doctor Who will never end. Uh, <laughs> Emily, I would say that... Oh, God, if it does, I'll I would say like, that, like, uh, oh, yeah. like it, 
your question kind of depends on uh, how frequently you can play as well. If you're meeting week to week, I think it's totally easy. It's probably not too bad. Though it's a ton of work for the DM, I'm sure, to uh, mm-hmm. to do like you know 12, 12 episode seasons and that season, and then make that a five season show. If you're meeting once a month, it's it's damn near impossible. So mm-hmm. like, if you're yeah. meeting less regularly, you'll have to break it into like either short seasons or like you know seasonal arcs otherwise you'll never get to the end of it and how some you know because i mentioned i said to my brother who's my twin brother and is probably going to know me the rest of my life um (laughs) you know this campaign could take two years and it was it it was like when it was laid out in front of him he was like oh crap it's going to take two years to do this and like it's already been almost a year so uh you know and we have gotten nowhere basically uh, we, play, yeah. we play like once a month and it's it's really tough because there are a lot of people involved but if you get a consistent game going week to week you can definitely do a lot more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think that's good what about you have you uh, like what's what's your what's your kind of approach to that emily um i i'll usually have in mind i i, I like having limited run series where it's like uh there are going to be three seasons because uh i i'm always just nervous that you know Usually we do meet week to week, but I'm like, if I make it like a six or a seven season thing, then one, I'm not going to know how to fix it. And I like the rule of threes. So like season one is like, we're all learning uh, because usually like the players I play with uh, are very green to D&D. So season one is like, they're figuring out who their characters are and they're figuring out what decisions they're making and whether or not they like the bios that they've written or not. Uh, And then the end of the season is the, or like throughout the season, they get little hints to what's going to happen. And at the end of the first season, they, um, they get their overall hook. And then season two is figuring out what the hook is, uh, figuring out what side of the story that they're going to be on. And then season three is like, okay, now we're actually going to have to defeat this big thing that we, that we incorporated ourselves into. And I feel like that yeah. threes are just such a beautiful number. And I think that it just has a natural rhythm <laughs> to it. I mean, even when you write the number three, it's yeah. like, ba da 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 And it's it's just a good rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I, I really like the number three. I am the middle sibling of three. Uh, so <laughs> good. <laughs> so that's my scientific reasoning. Oh my <laughs> you both science the shit out of that it was thank good. you i did graduate with an arts and sciences to de- college to de- yeah i'm smart <laughs> not really but thank thank you for listening <laughs> to, to me and my science my pseudoscience um, your science of how number three <laughs> is good thank you for listening ted talk is over uh, yes you can catch me on my tv my tv station pbs which is pseudo bullshit uh it's gonna be great Aww. not pbs pbs is lovely that's it. just my brand i love sesame street <laughs> <laughs> this fucking episode is sponsored by the number three and viewers like you <laughs> yeah yeah, when when it comes to uh, for for me doing a a big campaign, um, I I think that I do it at least somewhat in the way of the the one we mentioned for forever and a day, the adventure zone. Mm-hmm. Um, Blessed be its name. In that kind of thing of 
But yeah, like that that kind of setup of there is a, a very definite end point that after after a couple of seasons, Griffin had to uh, Griffin the DM for anyone who does not know um, uh, had like a very concrete way that he knew the story was going and a way it was going to end. Um, but in between there, it was just like kind of leveling leveling the characters up, uh, getting them to know each other more, getting them to know the world and all of its all of its good NPCs, um, and really trying to care for it so that the end has like a big emotional impact. Um, and I, I think that, that that's the hope, at least, for what I'm going to be doing with my damn my damn campaign anyway, because. Uh, I want I want everyone to to give a shit when uh as with all like big old D&D ending campaigns it's got to be like gods and demons and shit like that you know just fantasy bullshit and speaking <laughs> like, of endings and speaking of endings indeed uh we're going to have to start wrapping up um yeah, you stole my Good, good segue that I had, you bastard, but it's beautiful. Thank you for doing it. Jumped on it like uh, a cat. Um, but yes, so uh, let's let's roll this good D4. Give our end thoughts on the fucking, the fucking episodic story things. God, I hope it's not me. I need to think. Uh, oh, fuck you, Dice! I want to punch Dice <laughs> in the face. Guess who it is? It's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that um, this isn't particularly helpful advice. Um... But I think that there's just, like, a lot of different ways you can have, like, an episodic storyline, like, and none of them are any better or worse than the rest. It's just what you hope for for your campaign. Um, just like I was saying, like, yeah, just think of your favorite TV shows, like, ones that are, like, Monster of the Week ones that if they, they'll have, like, little hints of what the big end goal is but like they're mostly just like about the sessions themselves in little nice encapsulated bubbles or if you want to have ones that span the entire time and it's difficult to know where one session begins and the other ends both are completely good and fun ways to run D&D it's genuinely just what what's what you want what you think would make a good campaign so that's it just you be you <laughs> love yourself I guess my my advice is you're doing great, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> up next, uh, we've got Adam. Uh, yeah, I think what Ismay said pretty much sums it up. You, you have to consider how, how much time you have, how frequently you meet, um, to figure out what is going to work best for your campaign. But um, e- examine television. Look at, look at shows that you like and formats that you like and follow. Every story has the same sort of format, but how you break that up into individualized pieces is all up to you. Um, also, uh, don't do it like Stephen Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> also, fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, he came out of Scotland. We're responsible for him and we'll never give it, we'll never like make that up to the world. I'm sorry. Uh, up next, we've got Ian. Um, yeah, I think my best advice that I pretty much adhere to these days is uh over prepare for your campaign and then get ready to like throw <laughs> half of it out the window and uh Aww. be you need just just be fine with that don't worry about it 
moment of silence for all the lost goddamn lore in our worlds because of asshole players. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, last but not least, Emily, what you got for us? I just wanted to let you know, I finished my eggs, so I am prepared for this bit. Oh! Um. <laughs> you are... I'm very proud. We are now post-egg. Yes. We are in the post-egg show. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not scrambling to finish them um i, I, I gonna... do want to state for the record that i think you should underprepare for campaigns um that's what i do and it always is really stressful um so i disagree but i know it was supposed uh, to be his like closing thought but i have to i have to say that uh i'm gonna be goldilocks here if you like stress <laughs> Oh, good. Go for it. Oh, right size the preparation. I'm going to say you want it just right. Oh, oops. Sorry, microphone. You want it to be, you want to get that healthy medium of being like overprepared and not at all prepared, which is not what I do. I err on the side of not prepared. But <laughs> um, if you, if you've never done like an episodic thing before and you're wanting to, I think the easiest way is just to write out what you want to accomplish in like that season uh, and just write it down and just either put it on a sticky note or something just so that way you can remind yourself if you're just going by the seat of your pants that, uh, oh, this is something I want to work towards. So, oh, I can throw in a random item or I can, I should probably have them introduced to so-and-so just to keep you kind of in the m- mind zone of your adventure zoning. That's, <laughs> That was beautiful. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it for us this time. Um, Emily, you have a plug for us. A very uh, area-specific plug, but a plug So specific. Uh, so if you like historical dramas, particularly ones about uh, historical lesbian relationships that is told in musical form. I mean, yes. Uh, a friend of mine, yes. Katie Hawk. <laughs> I know it's it's sorry like you've just described everything about me you've just described my entire personality (laughs) uh the play is called or the musical is called letters to Eleanor and it's by a local Lincoln uh uh musical playwright I forget what the word for that is composer uh and his name is Paul Franklin Shaw and my friend Katie Hoppy is directing it it's a staged reading and it's going to be tonight, March 13th at 7 o'clock p.m. in the Willa Cather Dining Hall in UNL campus. So I hope to see you there. It's going to be a lot of awesome. I'm excited for like the, the episode coming out. Uh, like in, like when I've edited it and everything, people will be like, oh, cool. The past. Yes. So you can all feel I'll be right terrible there. about not going. It's, it's fine. Yeah, right. Bastards. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, my my normal things still apply. You can always find me on a teacup gamer on Twitch if you want to watch me play games and do that good shit. Um, and wherever you're listening to right now, whether you're listening live or you are listening to it on some kind of podcast app or what have what what the youths do on the podcasts. Uh, if you go into the description, you should be able to find our Discord channel to just join in the discussion, um, as well as you could also be able to find a link to our SoundCloud. Uh, where you can listen to all the episodes, download the previous episodes, as well as giving us a like and a follow and some comments and all that good shit. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat in podcasts and leave us a five-star review for the five-star show and leave some comments about demon fucking and now eggs. We've added eggs to the lore of our world. <laughs> eggs! 
we're very specific in our interests, but <laughs> not specific enough, apparently. Um, and also, if you want to watch us live, then you can follow, again, on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch, and you can see us every Tuesday at 5pm GMT, and, like, now on different times across the world, because Daylight Savings is a fucking ball ache. I'll work it out. It'll be fine. Oh, if you think that's bad, Florida is thinking of getting rid of it, so they would be the only state on the East Coast to have a different time zone for oh six God. months out of the year. The just, why would we just all give it up? I'm okay with it. I feel like everyone's okay with it. Oh, balls. Whatever. Because Benjamin Franklin invented it. He was our first president. Oh, beans. I forgot about the Franklin. Oh, wait. I live in Scotland. I don't give a shit! God damn it! Stupid everyone else. Um, but... Until next week, I have been Ismay. I have been Adam. I have been Emily. I'm Ian. <laughs> and you have all been listening to Crit Chat, the panic episode for the most panicked boys in the world. <laughs> Jesus. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5pm on A Teacup Gamer.